Welcome to episode 77 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about the good news. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you are interested in Christian topics such as this one and would like to go a little bit deeper, please check out some of the other episodes that I've published, including the one on Jesus Christ, God and evil, the resurrection, the New Testament, and wisdom. All the episodes will be listed on the show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com. In addition to podbean.com, episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. The video version of the podcast are available on YouTube, BitChute, and Brighton.com. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook and Twitter advertising. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. I am publishing this episode the week of Christmas 2019. As many Christians do this time of year, my wife and I are reading the New Testament account of the life of Jesus in the book of Luke. As I read the early chapters of the book, three words kept jumping off the page. The good news. Inherently, I think most Christians know what this means, or at least they think they know what it means. But the more I thought about it, the more I questioned myself. So given the time of year, I thought a deep dive was in order. The first thing I did was look at other translations of the verses where the words, the good news, appeared to see how it reflected elsewhere. Most of the Old Testament references to good news use the words good tidings or glad tidings, like the famous Christmas carol. Many of the New Testament translations are the words the gospel. More on that in a few minutes. Then I notice a difference in that some verses use three words, the good news, while others use just two words, good news. Is there a difference between plain old good news, good tidings, glad tidings, and the good news? Well, right off the bat, I notice that most, if not all, of the Old Testament uses of the term were just the plain version. In those Old Testament verses, good news is connected with the saving intervention of God to help his people. And the context is simply saying, this is good that he does this in a generic sense. So there's a few verses in Isaiah where it comes up. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on the high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judea, here is your God. Or here's another one. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. And here's uh, Isaiah 61.1. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In Nahum 1.15, it reads, Look, there on the mountains, the feet of one who brings good news, who proclaims peace. And then in the book of Samuel, the second book of Samuel, then the Cushite arrived and said, My lord of the king, hear the good news. The Lord has vindicated you today by delivering you from the hands of all who rose up against you. Then you even have some New Testament verses speaking of plain old good news. Like in the first chapter of Luke, verse 19, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And in the second chapter of Luke, Verse 9, it reads, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
We all love good old-fashioned good news and glad tidings. You know, it's good news when your team wins or you get a raise at work or you have a job, period, or your kids use their manners on a regular basis. It's good news when you are in good health or recovering from an illness. It's good news that you woke up this morning. You can walk, talk, eat, smell, see, hear. It's good news that the economy is in reasonably good shape. In this episode, however, I want to focus on the good news. So let's start with the book of Matthew. There's a couple verses that talk about the good news. Chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Matthew 11, verse 5. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. The book of Mark has a couple of verses. Mark chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. Later on in chapter 1, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As I mentioned, I'm reading the book of Luke right now, and it contains the most references to the good news, including, And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. Then in chapter 4, verse 43, But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, but that is why I was sent. Chapter 7, verse 22, So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Chapter 8, verse 1. After this, Jesus traveled from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Chapter 9, verse 6. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Chapter 16, verse 16. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John... Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it. Chapter 20, verse 1. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. The book of Acts has several verses as well. Day after day, the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Chapter 8, verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Later on in chapter 8, Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Chapter 10, You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Chapter 11, Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks, also telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Chapter 13, we tell you the good news, what God promised our ancestors. Chapter 17, a group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. And finally, in chapter 20, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me, but only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. There's one verse in the book of Romans, 
And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And is it written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? But not all Israelites accept the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? The book of Hebrews does a wonderful job of tying the Old Testament and the New Testament together. In the first few verses of chapter 4, the author compares the Exodus generation to the church at that time. Quoting from the ESV Commentary Bible, quote, Both received the divine proclamation of deliverance, or good news, and both were called to respond in faith. However, the Exodus generation did not receive the promised benefit since they failed to respond in faith. Their failure serves to caution the Christian community against unbelief. The good news of the Exodus included God's promised deliverance from Egypt, the covenant he established with his people, and the hope of entering the promised land. The good news for the church includes the revelation and deliverance found in the Lord Jesus, the new covenant he established through his highly priestly sacrifice, and the hope of eternity for him." End quote. Further on in the ESV study Bible, they note the law of the prophets is the old covenant age, and it's now being superseded by the kingdom of God. They point out that John the Baptist was still part of that old covenant age, so that his ministry served as a culmination of a long history of Old Testament prophecy that looked forward to the coming of the Messianic Kingdom. Since John's ministry, which overlapped from the begin with the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the New Covenant period had begun. Further on in the study Bible, it makes the point that, in other words, Jesus is indeed the coming one predicted in the Old Testament. The days of salvation foretold by Isaiah had begun, even though they will not be consummated until Christ returns to establish the eternal kingdom. So, what do you think? What, what is this the good news all about? Well, it seems like the good news is one overarching concept, but it has lots of nuances. First, I want to tackle the translation of the word gospel, which, as I mentioned earlier, is used repeatedly in many New Testament translations when they use the word the good news. The word gospel is the translation of the Greek word evangelion. The EV in Evangeline means good, and Angelian means message, so you have good message. So, the good news is the gospel, and the gospels are good news. Keep in mind, when people say the gospels, they are referring to the life and teaching of Jesus. So the books of the Bible that tell that story are collectively called the gospels. When I say the good news is the gospel, I simply mean those terms are synonymous. However, when I say the good news is the gospel and the gospels are the good news, it's two separate yet related ideas. The gospel is something that God has done for us. It is God's power through Christ and the Holy Spirit that is the gospel or the good news. The gospel or the good news is the life of Jesus, which was sinless, and then he died in atoning death for us, and then he was resurrected. And so because of that, everyone who believes is granted salvation by God. That's truly good news. According to the Evangelical Dictionary of Theology, quote, The gospel is the joyous proclamation of God's redemptive activity in Christ Jesus on behalf of man enslaved by sin, end quote. So the good news about the good news is that it's for everyone. It's there waiting for you to hear it and accept it. As you have probably noticed, I relied heavily on the ESV Study Bible in preparation for this episode. And here's two really good points that were made that kind of solidify this idea. In the first chapter of Mark, verse 1, they point out that the gospel is the good news of the fulfillment of God's promises. So the gospel is the good news that the kingdom of God is at hand, meaning God's rule over people's hearts and lives is now being established. 
the people should repent and believe in the gospel. So what do we know? We know that the good news is the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is in your midst, meaning he's it. The good news is that God thought enough of you to come to earth. John 3.16 captures this idea better than any other. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The good news is a gift. The idea that an all-powerful God would come to earth and be humiliated by evil people in order to save our souls and forgiving our sins really is good news. The good news is that Jesus is the promised one of God as prophesied in the Old Testament. Again, according to the ESV Study Bible, the good news is, quote, the reversal taking place in the world in which the first are becoming last and the last are becoming first, the proud are being brought low and the humble are being exalted. Luke places great emphasis on God's love for the poor, tax collectors, outcasts, sinners, women, Samaritans, and Gentiles, and I would add, the sick and the lepers. Continuing the quote, In keeping with this concern, many of the episodes that appear only in Luke's gospel feature the welcome of the outcast, the Christian shepherds, the prodigal son, the persistent widow, Zacchaeus, etc. End quote. As one writer put it, the good news is the news of salvation or liberation from sin, brokenness, and estrangement from God. God reveals this good news through Jesus' ministry, death, and resurrection. So whether or not you consider yourself a Christian or you're just kicking the tires and exploring this guy named Jesus, or you consider yourself an atheist or a believer of some other religion, I hope you spend some time reflecting on the message of Christianity, the message of the good news. For those who do believe, I hope this episode helps to solidify your belief and prompts you to continue your journey. For those of you who are not there yet, please do not give up on your quest of knowledge about what God has done for us in the man of Jesus. For skeptics and believers of other faiths, I would pose this question, one that apologist Frank Turek often asks his skeptical audiences. What if Christianity is true? Would you change your ways? Would you accept it? Would you believe? And I would add, what do you have to lose in exploring more about the good news? Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.